Hey everyone, this is Holly Hedinga here on The Real Wausau Real Estate Show. Today I'm in the studio with Carly Schwanz. Carly? Hello. This is, I think, our first time in studio together. Yes, just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. If you're, if you're hearing this, don't leave. Stay tuned. <laughs> Today we're talking about investing in property, mm-hmm. buying, investing, flipping, and no one better to talk about it than Carly. She's done this not once, not twice, four times, and I don't think she's done yet. <laughs> no, I'm not. So today we have her in the studio just to kind of share some insights from what she's learned over the years mm-hmm. and just kind of explain the process, obviously, what you've gleaned along the way. So take us back to the first purchase. Um, tell me a little bit about how... You found the house, what you bought it for, kind of walk me through it. Sure. Um, I was, I guess I was a youngin living in Stevens Point, and I knew I wanted to buy an investment property as a way to break into real estate and make myself a little bit of money. I had some skills that came along with me, so I knew that I could do some of the work. Um, So I went, I got my pre-approval letter, and I got hooked up with an agent in Stevens Point, Um, and I started getting sent homes. I saw a couple of them and then the house that I ended up purchasing hit the market. I saw it the day it hit the market and I wrote the offer the day it hit the market. And this was, I think 2018, 2019. I don't remember the exact year. Um, it was listed for like Um, (laughs) $55,000. It was a two bedroom, one bath house, um, in Stevens Point. It had a, it had a really nice two car garage actually. Um, it needed a bathroom renovation desperately. The toilet, I remember you would you could sit on the toilet and it would sink into the floor because oh, it was no. just that bad. And like the shower had plastic lining the walls because otherwise it would go into the walls and leak. It was no good. So um, I went in. I knew my skill set. We made an offer that day and it got accepted. Um, was that asking price at the time? Um, I think I ended up paying like... 16500 or something like I, I added a little bit more because I had asked for three percent back for closing costs oh sure okay. um so that was kind of my way of making like they got asking but I worked it into the, into. the purchase price okay so, that makes um, sense so yeah I had a loan from my grandmother for <laughs> 3500 bucks and um used that for the rest of the money and that's how I started so I ended up selling that one um within about a year and I sold that one for I think like I think it was 92 or 95,000. Wow. Um I and how I, much did you put into it like about? Like maybe 5500 bucks. Okay. I had a Menards um credit card that I put it all on <laughs> and when I sold the house I paid that off and I paid my grandma back and there I was with thousands of dollars to put into my next investment. So, so how long did that take you, I guess, from the beginning to when you sold it? Was it um, yeah, a couple it, months? Or? It was like less than a year. Okay. A, I would say right around a year. Okay. Yep. Wow, yeah. that's pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I bought my next one, which was listed for 104 Um, I paid asking for that. Okay. Um, And I ended up selling that one about a year later again. Um, I think I sold it for like 180 or like it might have been, yeah, I think it was right around 180 Okay. So well, that was still a good. Again. That was still a good profit about a year later. Yes. So, living in the house, working on it, improving it, mm-hmm. which kind of brings me to my next question. A lot of the work that you were getting into, is that 
something that you did a lot of that on your own? Were you hiring a lot of contractors to come in and do specialty work? Kind of walk us through that. Right. Um, luckily, I grew up with a father that was a plumber. Um, so a lot of those skills came along with having him, which was extremely helpful. And I've learned a ton from him doing these homes. Um, but a lot of the stuff I did myself, um, like flooring, painting, I did a little bit of drywall. Um, I, I mean, there was, I replaced some interior doors, um, tile work. I did a whole shower. So a lot of that stuff I've done and I just knew that that was in my skill set. And I also knew that, and like maybe some of you guys are who are listening, um, I wanted to learn how to do it. So I did it. (laughs) Sometimes you just have to take the leap and try. Mm -hmm. So, and sometimes too, it takes a little bit longer, maybe that first go around, but Mm -hmm. I've seen some of your tile Mm -hmm. work personally Mm -hmm. and and it's it's awesome. It's amazing. Oh, but thanks, it, Holly. It, it, it took a while to get to that point. Yeah. So sometimes it's just, like you said, diving in, taking the time on mm-hmm. the front end, and knowing that you will get quicker and more efficient Absolutely. as as you go. That's with anything. And you'll start to learn, um, I guess, your limits as well of what you're capable of. Maybe you do a couple tile jobs and you're like, tiling's not for me. <laughs> then you maybe look for homes that don't need it or that's something that you work in your budget and you hire that out. Yeah, and that's that leads me to another point. I guess going into purchasing a house, how should a buyer think about, you know, how much money can I put into this mm-hmm. and still make a profit? As an agent, you know, what advice would you give them you know, to kind of consider if they're wanting to do this. Sure. Um, Something that's going to be really important when you're going into it is get that pre-approval letter, of course, and figure out how much you can afford in a mortgage payment while also still making those repairs to the home. Um, You need to be able to afford both if you're going to do kind of like that house hacking method. Um, So I always, when I work with buyers, I make sure that they have enough to pay their mortgage, but they'll also have money left over every month to pay for that flooring, pay for that paint, make sure that you can still continue to work on your home and not be stressed out mm-hmm. about the payment. Yeah, and that's and that's important because if you're moving into something that's maybe more move-in ready, mm-hmm. um, it's you don't you, you don't, don't have, have to buy worry. paint, you don't have to buy flooring, so it's a, it's less of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too, for buyers considering living there for less than a year, let's Mm -hmm. say, you want to maybe ask your agent to pull a couple comparable properties for what this could look like renovated because certain homes, Mm -hmm. depending on the size, may have what I like to call a ceiling for price. Mm -hmm. Even if you put in, you know, granite or quartz counters and tile and and you do all of this Mm -hmm. work, Depending on the size of the house, location, factors like that, there will be a ceiling eventually. And I'm sure you've right. walked people through that before. Yes. I yes. mean, putting in yeah. 90000 and wanting to like resell it for 200 more than you bought it mm-hmm. isn't likely, obviously. Yep. So. It's like, yeah, something just, for example, like in town, especially, it's like, like you had said, the location's not going to change. Your square footage most likely isn't going to change unless you add an addition to it or something. Mm-hmm. Um so you have to continue to keep those things in mind and you don't want to over renovate that home and make it the most expensive home on the block because the other homes in the area are only ever going to be worth so much. So you have to make smart investments into it and smart remodeling and make sure that you're not 
I guess, adding too much. <laughs> yeah, in terms of making a profit, mm -hmm. because um, money in doesn't always mean money out. Right. And we were kind of talking about that a little before the show is, you know, balancing who you're hiring. Obviously, everyone has a different sphere who mm -hmm. can help them out, but who you're hiring versus what work you can do on your own. Those are all things to consider on the front end, you know, right. before diving in head first. But I guess to switch topics just a little bit, give us a little bit of your favorite project to do on a house. And I think you kind of touched on it. Mm -hmm. And also your least favorite, just from your experience. Um, I think, gosh, my favorite project that I've done. Um, that's a tough one. I guess maybe, I, I mean, I, actually I do kind of like doing tile because I think it adds so much to the home. Um, but I think maybe my favorite project that I did was the kitchen in the second flip. Um, it had had laminate countertops, like the boomerang laminate countertops from like the 60s and <laughs> yeah. 70s. Yeah. Um, great condition, um, but just not, not updated. Um, so I had done one of like those kits to refinish it with epoxy. Yeah. And then I had done the full backslash on it. And I had also done all of the flooring. So it had the same cabinetry and it had everything else was the same. Um, but just doing those simple updates, it made the kitchen look like a million bucks and it didn't cost much to do that. Um, yeah. so that's like a smart, a smart investment. It was little money in with a big return. Mm -hmm. Um, some of my least favorite things have had to do with drywall. Um, I don't like drywall. It's dusty and it's dirty and drywall is heavy and it's just not my thing. So I know that now and I learned that in my first couple of properties. So I know now that that's maybe something where I look for a home that doesn't need that or I consider it my budget and I hire that out. So yeah, and those are, are just some things you learn along the way. I mean, yes. how, you don't know until you know. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, so if someone's listening and they've been thinking, you know, I've always wanted to do this, mm -hmm. live in a house, fix it up as I live in it mm -hmm. and maybe sell within a year or two, what, what piece of advice would you give them from what you've learned? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, and, and this isn't meant to be discouraging at all. Of course I do it myself every day and <laughs> it's something that I like. Um, but just making sure that you know that, you know, your skill set coming into it. Um, if you're somebody that's handy, go for it. If you're somebody that's not, maybe think about it a little bit more. Um, make sure you're a go-getter. Um, and things are going to cost two times as much. Um, and they're going to take two times as long, probably. Um, so just be prepared for that. And, um, it's not always what, like, HGTV shows on TV. Um, so, like, your house is going to be messy and there's going to be a layer of dust and, it's, it's hard work, but it's really worth it. It's fun at the end to walk through the house before closing and see like, wow, like I did all of this and I was able to really get some serious sweat equity out of this home. Mm -hmm. um, it's fun. It is. It's a lot of work, but it's fun. Yeah. It's rewarding. And that's what I think. I mean, I, I haven't done anything to your level. Mm -hmm. um, the current home I live in, we put a little bit of sweat equity and I did have to hire some people because I'm not as tough and as that's Carly. that's fine. That's fine. Some people, I mean, that worked for you. Mm -hmm. So, and I think just going into it in my experience as well is it is going to be more work than you initially think. Mm -hmm. And that's not bad, but no. just give yourself a little bit of time mm -hmm. more than you think to accomplish some of these things, especially if you have another job 
And right. it's not your full-time job is just fixing up this house. Right, right. You're not going to be able to do the same amount of work as a contractor can do. Exactly. And I think that's important to balance. But right. in terms of speed, if it takes you eight months versus a year, in the scope of things, it's really not going to matter um, in terms of, of reselling something extremely quickly. Right. Um, I guess... In our area right now, Carly, mm -hmm. just maybe talk a little bit about the inventory mm -hmm. um, around someone maybe looking to purchase a flip. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had alluded to your first one in the 55s. Those are far and few in between right yes. now. But just walk us through kind of the inventory, the competition in, yeah. the, in that market. Um, I would say they're definitely still out there. There's opportunities that are out there for buyers to purchase these homes that would be good flips. There's always going to be maybe that ugly, crusty home on the block <laughs> that you can get your hands on. Um, so they're out there. It is a little bit more competitive, but um, like Holly had said before the episode here, like you have to get in the market to really have a chance at a lot of these homes. Um, so just get with an agent, start seeing these properties, start seeing like what's in this price range, what kind of a flip am I going to get, um, and throw offers at them. Just, you have to start mm -hmm. at some point. So just get in the market, get hooked up with a good agent, and they're out there. They're out there. Well, and one other thing, too, in terms of condition, some mm -hmm. of these houses may need a lot of work. So if you're kind of been toying with the idea of getting started in this investing or kind of owning and, and improving and selling, flipping market, you might want to start putting away some extra money, not right. only for the projects, but some of the homes, depending on the condition, may only be purchasable with cash or a strong conventional True. loan, maybe 10, 20% down. Mm -hmm. So be kind of thinking through those things. Like Carly said, if you're financially ready, your next step is to talk with an agent. If you're, if you love the idea, but aren't sure where to start, we can definitely still connect you with Absolutely. a good lender, but being financially ready to make those moves is important too. Yep. Yep. Um, so if you've been thinking about this for quite some time and you're listening right now, this, this is a sign. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is a sign. Put in the offer on the flip house. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a shot. Yeah. So yeah. I think I covered everything we need to. Carly, any last tidbits you want to share with our listeners before we head off? For oh the gosh. Um, I would say just be prepared for anything. Just take the leap. Um, do your first one if you like it. Do another one. If you don't like it, then you learned a lot mm -hmm. doing it. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much, I would say, it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gave us a lot of good content. Yeah. That's not just it. That was a lot. That was really helpful. And I think um, for those listening, it just takes getting started. Like right. Carly said, get into the market, mm -hmm. start getting acclimated. And the worst that's going to happen is you learn a lot of skills mm -hmm. through the process. It might not be something you want to repeat. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe your second home is moving ready. <laughs> <laughs> that, that happens for some people. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, well, thanks so much for tuning in here to this week's episode. We love hearing from our listeners. If you have topics or specific questions you want to ask, our team is more than happy to address that. And we'll have Carly's information here below. Mm -hmm. She works with a lot of first-time buyers, a lot of investors, has mm -hmm. kind of a heart for that. Mm -hmm. So if you have an interest, reach out to Carly. She'd be more than happy to connect and 
help you out in any way she can. So thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one. All right, thanks guys.